0: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass.
1: The Hitting the Turnbuckle
0: Podcast. Has come back! Give me a hell yeah!
2: Welcome to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast with me, your host, Dave Robinson. And this week we we're talking about collision with my co-host, Parker Hamlet and Gary Joe from the Honor the Elite Facebook page. Gary, it's great to be talking to you again. And uh, Parker, you were actually at the show last night.
1: Hey, man. I'm a collision guy, all right? It's collide or die around here. And uh, <laughs> got my got my first ever floor seats uh, for an AEW event. I've been to Dynamite, and this was my first ever time attending collision, the first time at the legendary Greensboro Coliseum. A lot of awesome history there. It was just overall a fantastic show and, you know, got a dream match in the main event, a a personal dream match. But it's always good to talk to you guys about Collision on a Sunday because I I think Saturday nights so far are are proven to be the A show. But uh, Gary, how are you feeling, man? And, you know, how did you like Collision?
0: Well, it's Sunday and you know what that means. We're going to give you the best (laughs) entertainment every single Sunday from me, Dave, and Parker. Um, (laughs) I figured I would steal a little on there from Excalibur. Um, <laughs> with that said, I am doing fantastic, fellas. What what a good good show again. Um,
2: yeah, real, I, real great show enough, again this week. Way. Sets up a lot for the yeah. coming weeks and the, the two huge events that we've got in All In and All mm-hmm. Out, the end of August and start of September. Um, but they started the show tonight with Shivani in the ring uh, with Ricky Starks. Um, guys, what did you think of this? I'll go to you, Gary, first. So Starks has been Uh, banned essentially from competing for 30 days um but he's taken out his manager's license so he'll continue to appear on this on the show Uh, (laughs) i think ricky starks has done great um since the launch of collision he's really got himself over as a top star and a big deal um but where do you think they're going with this ban is is he injured or is there more to it than this or is this all kayfabe
0: ricky starks my man you got to hear this podcast because we're going to give you some great stuff here um I knew from the get-go whatever Ricky is in either being a face a heel oh I guess a manager now um he's going to kill it you know uh it just I think Collision was meant to be him um for being on the show you know maybe he's right maybe this is the Ricky Stark show you know it's just that that promo man it just This guy is just light years ahead of him. Um, So I'm so happy for him. No injury. You know, I I don't think it's that at all. Um, But one thing that I'm surprised that a lot of people's not talking about with this segment, um, because, again, I like to pay attention to detail. I'm sure you do as well, fellas. Where Ricky said, you guys want to bring a war, we're going to bring it right to you. I think he's actually going to bring someone in. Um, and then, yeah. probably not, like, it, like who the hell is he gonna bring in? And, and I was thinking about that. Like, okay, Ricky, okay, you got my attention, man. Like, who do you got? Um, so, yeah, as soon as just... he said,
2: as soon as he said he was he couldn't compete for thirty days, I, I kind of thought, does that mean he won't be competing at all? In, so I was a little bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was trying to digest that. Parker, what did uh, what did you make of of this?
1: First of all, I, I thought that was a great segment in general. It was a great way to open the show, you know. Live there, we could see the cold open on the screen, you know. The you know Saturday, Saturday, all that good stuff, and you know, young Rock strolls out to the ring. And let me tell you, the, the charisma was on hundred and ten, my guy. I mean, he 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 was staring hard in the camera. I mean, he was just exuding confidence. And like like Gary just said, I mean, he looked like a top star, and it makes you wonder if this really is a show and. I think, honestly, legitimizing him in that program with Punk was was absolutely instrumental in his growth and kind of establishing him as a guy in the main event scene. I don't think there's anything – I don't think there's any smoke with an injury there. I think more or less we're looking at a situation where they're just trying to build heat for him and just kind of give him a a chance to exhibit a lot of his really good character work that we all know he's capable of. I mean – Something I talk about a lot, guys, is his his little mini feud he had winners Coming with MJF. I mean, he if that didn't show you that he was capable of being a main eventer, I really don't mm. know what else you need to see at him. He's got it in the ring. He's got it on the mic. And, I, and, and you know, you take away that he's going to bring somebody in from this, Gary. I take away that he's not done with Punk. I mean, you know, we, we got All In coming up. It's looking like Samoa Joe versus Punk 5 is happening at Wembley Stadium. It would mm-hmm. be terrible for Ricky to be left off of the card, but, you know, it's not that much of a punishment when you're pretty much having an entire show surrounded around you. But you you look at Collision and you look at a lot of these younger guys. you got Powerhouse Hobbs, who had a big presence on the show, finally reestablishing himself. You, you look at guys like Jay White, who's got his stable. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of competition amongst the Young Bucks. But, I mean, really, that's been one of the best things about Collision so far, in my opinion, is just you've got all these other guys that honestly wouldn't be able to make those two hours on Wednesday nights that are now – getting a showcase on a very carefully constructed two hours on Saturday nights that you could tell everything is done with intent purpose. And you, you can honestly see that everyone is made out to be a superstar in almost every segment that they're in. So I, I love what they're doing with Ricky. I'm excited. I hope Gary's right. I hope we see somebody coming into the company and, and I'm going to say this right now before we record next Sunday. Don't be surprised if that guy is Powerhouse Hobbs because they're both looking pretty dapper out there uh, w- w- with their fashion. and They've been they've had allegiance in the past, and they're both heels. So I think those two forming back up definitely would, would, would be something that would help both of them out in the long run.
2: Yeah, that, that sounds call a me, really good interesting idea. What are you going to say, Gary?
0: Yeah, dude, call me crazy if they're just bring in another guy that they can debut. Why yeah. not? Oh, that'd be awesome. Alexander that'd be awesome. Hammerstone. Oh, I'd be I, so cool with that. I, I would love it. I mean, he is the longest reigning MLW world champion for a reason, and the fact that he lost against Alex Zane makes me wonder. Like, oh, that—that's weird. And I—I I don't think I've ever seen him since. So, that would be cool.
1: I know one thing: it's not going to be Jey Uso. So, it's going to be a nice <laughs> guessing game to see <laughs> who it's going to
0: be. Oh, come on! You're not Usy.
1: Come on. No, I'm not feeling Usy today. Are you feeling Usy? <laughs> No, I'm, feel, I'm feeling uh Is it too early, guys? Is it too early? All right, all right. All right let's <laughs> well, back to
2: Collision. And, uh, you know, as you said, Parker, that Collision's doing a great job of bringing in some younger guys. And, and we saw that on the show this week. There were, some, there were some faces that we hadn't seen yet on Collision. And faces have perhaps been on Ring of Honor a bit more frequently, but not in AEW. And the Iron Savages, who were formerly Bear Country, uh, mm. they were up in action. They were in action up first, um, up against the acclaimed. Uh, when they didn't get their entrance, and the jobber entrance is a bit harsh, but you know what I mean. They didn't get their intro. They didn't get the theme. <laughs> I thought this might be a squash match, but actually, it was it was a decent little match. Um, uh, Parker, I will come to you first. Uh, what did you think of this, mate?
1: No, I thought the Duck Dynasty looked great out there, honestly. I thought they looked <laughs> fantastic. Um, no, no, they, they did get the job interest, but I can tell you from being in North Carolina at Greensboro at the event, they got a great reaction from the crowd. And I was honestly, it's my first time seeing them work, so I was honestly very impressed with their performance. I definitely think they're going to get more calls from Tony Khan upcoming. Obviously, you guys know just the culture impact of the acclaimed in AEW. I mean, they're probably th- their most over-organic act, and I don't really think it's hyperbolic to say that. And it's really awesome. Every AEW event I go to, they get such a great reaction. Uh, a lot of little kids asking their parents what scissoring means around me last night, which was absolutely hilarious. That's still an ongoing thing. <laughs> big merch movers. I mean, every every man looks good in pink. I mean, even CMFTR is starting to catch wind of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the acclaim, just doing the acclaim stuff. The interest to see what happens with Daddy Ass. We obviously know that you know they're not going to carry around his boots forever. It's nice seeing them establish themselves as a tag team. I, I think we got a big swerve upcoming i think there's going to be a program with the gun club it's our at some point bullet cup gold and that's when uh mr billy Gunn's gonna have his resurgence so i mean he was always kind of a wolf in sheep's clothing in this situation helped them get over even more than they already were so i'm just happy to see the acclaimed in uh tag team action again and let me tell you greensboro I definitely love the acclaim
2: yeah gary joe i know you you love the acclaimed uh what did you make of this match
0: Well, I mean, I wouldn't know what to say if somebody asked me what a scissoring mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) just go to your local hardware store.
1: Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Now, um, you know, it's I'm very happy that you brought up the Iron Savages, uh, there, Dave, because when they were Bear Country debuting on Dark, you know, I remember seeing Bronson and Boulder. I was like, wow, these guys actually have some potential here. Um, and this match, this is why I can cannot say it enough. This is why I love Collision. Um, you know, you're involving so much of your roster, even if it's on ROH or, you know, strictly on Dynamite, whatever it may be. Because Bronson and Boulder looked really, really good here, and I do agree with Parker. Um, seeing it on TV, those two men, dude, they got some good cheers. Um, you know, they they are really. I've really uh underrated uh tag team. So hopefully we can see that more. I agree with Parker on that. Um TK make the call. Yeah. There was <laughs> so... a double.
2: I mean, um, I think it was uh Boulder. Uh, bear, Bear, Boulder, it? Boulder Bear. <laughs> it, uh, the the guy with uh-huh. the shorter hair compared to the long hair. I think it's bear, isn't it? Uh I think that's Boulder. Boulder. Okay. So Boulder, he um he did like a Samoan drop fall away slam combo.
0: Yeah. Which was
2: really impressive, and then he he actually went for a moonsault as well that that he missed. Um, but that was just so uh, an impress impressive athleticism. Oh, and God, I just was, gotta I say, done. bro,
1: Bowens is is probably one of my favorite hot tags in wrestling. I mean, he knows how to get <laughs> that crowd worked up. He's just such an organic baby face. He's very underrated with his athleticism as well. I thought this match served its purpose. It, it was quick. You already talked about one of the sequences inside of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think one of uh, one of them, one of the guys had, uh, w- I don't know if it's Boulder, Rock, Pebble, not quite familiar with the verbiage there, but well, they were one saying, of them was on the I got one of a bit flummoxed on the because
2: they were saying Beefcake a lot on the commentary as well. And I was like, who's Beefcake? <laughs> like, I know they changed oh, the name of the tag team, but I didn't. I wasn't sure if they changed the names of the guys as well. So, yeah, I was a little no, bit I, sure.
1: On that. I can tell you, if, 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 this was my first exposure to these guys, and I can definitely say that, they're definitely going to be wrestling on AEW television in the future. They 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 made those minutes count. They made that that exposure count. and What better team to do it against than the Acclaim, you know?
2: Yeah, and the Acclaim picked yeah. the win with the Double Fame asses, or as Nigel McGuinness said on commentary for the British fans, at the, for the Double Fame asses, which I enjoyed that call. That pot mate.
1: <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They,
2: yeah, that was one for the British fans, I think. Um, but Lexi <laughs> Nair was up next, and she was talking to the Bang Bang Gang backstage. And there was a few shots made towards the elite, and it set up a tag match next week on Dynamite. It's going to be the Guns, who said they're not just Collision Cowboys. Uh, They'll be facing the Young Bucks on Dynamite. Uh, Gary Joe, is that a match that you're looking forward
0: to seeing? The Guns, it's just amazing how much their growth has happened. Um, And I say that because the last time... um, Like, the last time I can just recall the guns ever, like, into a big... Not a big spot, but actually a spot to see how they can develop Um, over time was actually at a Dynamite in Boston where, dude, I kid you not, they were on dark elevation. They lost in a eight-man tag match. Um, And I want to say... That was actually a match with Brian Pillman Jr., I believe. Yeah. Ironically enough. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty certain it was. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make here is it's just within a one year, these these two are, are just so unbelievable. Um, I'm very excited for this match. Um, so... I'm, I'm actually very curious. This is actually finally a match that could be very unpredictable for Dynamite. Yeah. Um, because Bucks. I love the Bucks, but I yeah. don't think the Guns should lose either. Um, but at the same time, you don't want Bucks to lose before All-In. Um, so yeah. it's, it's going to be a really, really damn good match. And by the way, happy birthday. I don't remember who it was, too. Um, Parker, do you remember who that was?
1: It was somebody's had, birthday, I believe. Oh, I, 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 you, I can't uh, quite remember either. No, I remember I that. remember hearing that last night, though, in some capacity. Yeah. Um, it was, but no, it was I mean, serious. no, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot like you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very <laughs> excited for this match. And to be honest with you, I don't think it's a situation where the guns pick up the win. But as soon as they, you know, align with Bullet Club Gold, I mean, just being around a guy like Jay White. I mean, let's talk about just, you know, environment. And, you know, iron sharpening iron. I think these two guys, I mean, we're, we're all positive AEW fans here. But at the end of the day, let's be real, they're still relatively green. But like you said, Gary, I mean, just the, the growth within the last calendar year, you had a lot of people saying, oh, well, how could you put the AEW tag team titles on these guys? They're not ready. I, I mean, I'm not just on the mic, but I mean, they're both physique-wise looking relatively a lot better. You can tell they're putting on some muscle. I mean, you know, you, you know Billy Gunn is pushing these two guys. I mean, it's not happening on TV, obviously. Got to keep KV alive, <laughs> but, you know, you, you got that guy to live up to. So, you know, he he's pushing these two young guys, and they look like they're rising to the occasion. And I do think they're going to be a little victory uh, for the Young Bucks on the way to Wembley Stadium. If not, we'll see if FTR gets involved. FTR gotten some, you know, got some history there with Bullet Club Gold as well. I also – killer line at the end by the Gun Club, don't bring – uh, super kicks to a gunfight. I loved that. I thought that was a nice little moment. That popped the Greensboro crowd hard. I don't know if that came over on the on the broadcast, but I you mean, know. the Bang Bang Gang, man. Honestly, I've I've said this on a couple episodes of, of our Collision Review. I think we're, looking back on this a year from now, we're 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 gonna really be talking about Bullet Club Gold in, in high regard stateside. Because I mean, it, I just love this group together. Juice is finding his own. Jay White is the cow for wrestling, so it's all pretty self-explanatory. But these two are just a great addition to, to, that, to that faction.
2: Yeah, and not just uh, in this segment. In reference to the tag match that was set up, there was a lot of uh, the whole episode really was centered around tag team wrestling. And next, we got a women's tag team match. Now, I'd like to really hear your guys' opinion on the last few weeks of how AEW have booked the women. I think things have really improved and they got the couple of main events on Dynamite. But I think in terms of matches, I think this tag match between Willow and Chris Statlander and Mercedes Martinez and and really underrated Diamante, I thought this was an excellent match and it really showcased all four women's talent. Um, Parker, I'll come to you first. What do you think of this match and how do you think about how the women have been booked in general, particularly in the last few weeks?
1: Uh, first of all, great question, mainly because it's been such a a polarizing topic amongst the AEW and professional wrestling fan base. I feel like the AEW fans are going to be a lot more objective about it because they're comparing, you know, who they are now to who they were yesterday in regards to the product. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll start with the negatives first. i I'm am We're sitting here talking about Ricky Starks, right, and how he's just catapulted to start him so far and how he's getting this main event. Push, you know, kind of exposure, wrestling, real world champion on TV, beating up Steamboat. What does Willow Nightingale do? Really, realistically, you know, I, I mean, seriously, like I, she is a license to print money, and I and I love Willow Nightingale. I, I think she's got the charisma. I think she's just a naturally likable babyface. I was very happy to see her go out there with Chris Statlander last night, but I do think Willow Nightingale needs to become a more prominent uh, part of AEW program moving forward in regards to women's division, but. Obviously, you know, it's only two hours, so you, you got to fit people in there when you can. That's the whole reason we we, we were clamoring for another show anyway in that quote-unquote brand split. But yeah, I, I think Willow Nightingale needs to, you know, kind of get that added push of significance for winning the women's Owen. And in regards to the AEW women's booking in general, I mean, there's been a lot of talk. And, I, and I, <laughs> you guys already know what I'm talking about on the internet about how the women are booked in AEW. And, you know, it's almost like Tony Khan's listening. It's almost like Tony Khan is, mm-hmm. is counterpunching at this point. You know, he's giving them the main event. He's he's switching things up with, you know, rebranding characters like Tony Storm, which I'm absolutely loving what they're doing with Tony Storm. I know we're going to get to that. But with all that being said, I mean, you know, Hikaru Shida winning the AEW Women's title. I, I like that there's been a more prominent push here. And I, I was also happy to see Mercedes Martinez get some TV time here. Her tag partner was awesome. I, I can't quite say her name right, but it's, I think it's only the second or third time I've seen her wrestle. So, but I was very impressed with her as well. I thought this was a fun little match. It served its purpose. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, the, the, the heels going over here was the right move mainly because, you know, if not, it's just another throwaway TV match where the two powerful baby faces get the win and nobody talks about it. But instead, you have the heels go over and, you know, this thing kind of drags a little bit more. Chris Statlander has been absolutely sensational. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I was a little bit skeptical about how she beat Jade Cargill for the TBS championship, but she's already on like an Orange Cassidy type of work rate with that title. And, you know, she's so likable. She's so marketable. I mean, I don't know if you guys caught that stuff about her recovering <laughs> from her injury as well. I mean, she's just, I, I mean, she's fantastic. You couldn't pick picked a better person to, to take over for Jade as Jade gets so much needed time off. But obviously, you know, things in the women's division are definitely rocky, but you can tell tony khan is trying within the last couple of weeks and uh i thought they made their money count or excuse me they made the most of their minutes in this situation with the segment on, on collision i thought it was a fun match
2: yeah i think that there was a real good sequence as well which started when um diamante actually got powerbombed by her own partner to the outside <laughs> yeah. that, oh my god <laughs> that was it looked a, a bit song. close yeah it looked a bit scary yeah. but she just about got away with it but after that, we had the uh, a suplex on Willow. Then Willow hit a pounce on Martinez. And then Diamante hit the standing slice bread. And Chris Dandler then hit a fisherman buster man spin boy driver for, onto Ooh. Diamante. Um, the, the finish was a little bit overcomplicated for me. I've, I've, I've criticized that at times, not just in the women's division, but sometimes they overcomplicate finishes, which are great if they come off. But if they don't look right, which this one was a little bit off, then I feel kind of frustrated for the talent, really. Um, But overall, I thought this was a really great match, a real good showing for Diamante. Uh, Gary Joe, uh, same question for you, really. What do you think of this match, and where do you think that the women's division is right now in AEW?
0: Yeah, let's just get the uh, women's division discussion out of the way because, um, well, Dave, do you remember what I told you and Adam a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I told you a couple weeks ago. When Tony listens to the uh, criticism, he turns it into volumes, and he turns it into actions. Yeah, and again, Amen. he does, man. And this is what I love about TK is, you know, congratulations. By the way, AEW is officially a billionaire company. I don't know if anybody saw that. Um, so the reason why I'm bringing that up is, you know, you're getting all this money in the world, you know, for your company, but that doesn't justify the fact you're just going to just insult your fan base. You know, that devotes uh, their energy, their love for your company, everything. And, you know, seeing Sheeta win the woman's title, awesome. She may have ended again this week. Awesome. Um, And just the whole thing with this tag match was another great example is – Um, I don't think the finish was actually clunky. I thought the finish was actually really, really perfect. Um, Just because it's, again, it's it's continuing that storyline progression with Mercedes Martinez and Chris Tatlander. And I love that. You know, it's continuing that trend. And Diamante, she's in a good position now. Um, You know, it's just, it's so damn cool to see. Um, Parker, you're going to call me very, very, uh, interesting with this theory. What I think is going to happen with all this. Okay. I got to thinking and I thank Ian Riccaboni for this, oh, man. I'm going to miss him on commentary every Saturday. Um, it's making me believe that there's actually going to be a trio. Um, That's going to be starting up with Martinez and Diamante. And I firmly believe we're going to see somebody make her redemption for whatever it may be. And I think she's going to be gunning for Chris Sandlander's title. And that is actually going to be Thunder Rosa. Ooh. Um, You know, Thunder Rosa, Martinez and Diamante. That's
1: dangerous.
0: Exactly, man. an all Mexican woman trio, like, would be so, so cool. Um, I, I yeah. would love to see that, um, especially when you want to bring Rosa back into the mix. Um, it's just, it's a very interesting theory that I have, but I'm man. with you, man. When Statlander won the title from Jade Cardgill, I mean, yeah, okay, I'm a Statlander mark. I love her, so. Um, but at the same time, she's been really proven it time and time again. But she has yet to face one of the very best in this division. Um, and that's it, not a knock on anybody, but
1: no. I, honestly, man, that's a great theory. And Thunder Rosa has been in a lot of the promo packaging for Collision, but we have yet to see her. And it makes you wonder what's going on. Is it like a Scorpio Sky situation where we're just, well, you know, they're there, but, you know, we got nothing for them? <laughs> Honestly, I think your pred- prediction is spot on, and I hope that comes to fruition. And look, if, if this was a tag match here we're talking about, let's just say you already hit the finisher; you can make the cover. I'm going to need you to tag me in one more time because I got a little something else to say about this women's division topic, and, I, and, and, then, and then I'll leave it alone. Now I'll go for the cover, one, two, three. If you don't like <laughs> women's wrestling, you don't like women's wrestling, Okay. I mean, you, you can't be getting up, going to the bathroom during these matches. You are missing a lot of quality stuff here. I mean, these women are busting their ass in the ring. Statlander, time and time again, has, has just had fantastic matches for the TBS title. And, you know, I mean, you, you look at the other promotions, right? Just how much of an upward trajectory, an uphill battle they had to fight in order to, to, to get themselves to prominence. And, you know, I, I really think if we want to see this resurgence of women's wrestling – in AEW, we're gonna need the fans to do a lot better too. In general, I mean, that's not just TK. I, I'm a you. You sat there and put over TK big, and I feel the same way. TK listens. TK takes it all in consideration. You want a moving graphic? Guess what? TK is gonna give you a moving graphic. Okay, for the pay per view. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna listen to you. He's gonna listen to the fans. But here's the thing: these 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 performers still gotta get in the ring, and they still gotta make a name for themselves. But as mm-hmm. fans. We need to take. We need to stop stigmatizing women's wrestling. We need to, to to put it just as much on a pedestal as much as we do with the men, because half of these women are working better than half the men. And 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 I don't even think that's a hot take. That's just a fact. I think Statlander works better than half the guys that are getting all this damn TV time. So, I don't know. I just think with with the women's you know division, it, it's an uphill battle, but it's going to take a lot of effort on both sides, in my opinion. And I'll yeah. leave it at that.
2: I'm hundred percent with you, man. But I think this. This kind of match really does wonders because it's not it's you watch something like this and you say, well, yeah, this is exactly why they should be featured more prominently. And this is exactly why they should be on the show more often with good storylines that we can get invested in. And the matches speak for themselves. And another another top woman uh, in terms of what you said earlier, Parker, Tony Storm. Uh, a little bit of a twist with a character. Uh, she had a backstage segment with Lexi, <laughs> who she called Tuts, And she ended up throwing a shoe at Lexi, which I thought was absolutely great. I, I laughed out loud for that. Um, Parker, I'll come to you first because you already uh, mentioned Tony Storm. Uh, what, what is it that you like about this? And where do you think they're going with the Tony Storm character?
1: First of all, what is there to not like about this? I mean, <laughs> really, let's be honest with ourselves here. I mean, you know, we had Soraya come in and they do the whole outcast shtick. Hasn't really stuck its landing yet, and I hate to say it, but just based off what I'm saying, it doesn't seem like there really was a long-term plan with that. So it seems like Tony Storm has kind of caught wind. I don't know who got in her ear, whether or not this was a, a, a self-made kind of thing yeah. in regards to, you know, her t- changing her gimmick. But if this is her gimmick moving forward, I mean, I'm completely fine with disbanding the Outcast in every capacity because this former Hollywood Marilyn Monroe disgruntled actor stick is absolutely hilarious and she just drives it home with the accent the throwing the shoe popped me so hard man I mean it was it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious I mean it, and she's hitting Tony last week with the, "Am I not pretty enough anymore you know she, she's kind of she, she's this former t- you know two-time AEW women's champion and she's acting like you know she's had the career with the tenure of like Trish Stratus and it, it, it's absolutely hilarious and all of it's kind of ironic and you know, it's really awesome because it just shows you how much because, I mean, guys, we already know how great of a performer Tony Storm is. Yeah. If I had to parallel her with anybody, it, it, it's she's pretty much the female John Moxley. I mean, she's your workhorse. She's very underrated, probably the best women's champion in, in company history so far. So just to see her, you know, get an awesome stick like this and it's already really popping so hard so early. I I just love to see it, and I'm really excited to see what comes with Tony Storm with this. But, Gary, I want to know what you think of it, man. Obviously, you know, you got some awesome stuff going on with Honor the Elite with the women's stuff. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're anything like me, you love really seeing, you know, the women performers on AEW finding their groove and and getting really, you know, awesome gimmicks like this.
0: Yeah, dude, I really do. Um, Actually, I was going to create a meme last night for Tony Storm. Be like, does anybody <laughs> notice AEW has Cruella Cruella Deville signed? Like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a perfect comparison. <laughs> yeah, man, Tony Storm, like uh she's really blossomed into something very beautiful uh, for the women's division. Um, definitely one of my favorite heels in the women's division. Um, even in the company, if I can be quite honest here. Um, and it's uh, perfect what you said there, Parker, you know. I, I, you know, you said something about the fans and just wrestling fans in general. Make it make these women feel loved and important because, you know, sure the women may get flack in this company. Um, I'm just gonna say it nicely, but at least Chris Atlander is defending her title on a uh, frequent basis. You know, uh, you, a, let me pick you Let me let me pick you back off of that. World Gary. champion that's only defended it twice. <laughs> let me
1: let me pick back off that. Gary, could you imagine being like the owner of a company that had Tony Storm before and just did nothing with it? I mean, you you had you had Tony Storm <laughs> just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. But you know, a lot like you, I'm not going to delve too much into it. But I definitely agree with that sentiment.
2: Well, somebody else that wasn't doing a great deal in WWE was Samoa Joe. They had him on commentary. And what I know he had his injuries, but man, what a waste of his talent that was as well. And AEW, so lucky to have. I mean, Samoa Joe is looking as good as he ever has at this point in his career. I I just absolutely love when his theme hits. Um, I write write him a note, Samoa Joe time. and, And I love that as a feature to Collision every single week. And long may it continue. He was up against Andrew Everett and he played his greatest hits and he he put him away, um, you know, pretty quickly with the cocaine in a clutch. Um, but it was what he said after the match, really, that got me excited. And it was in terms of his 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 rumoured or his, his predicted match at all in, we, we think we're going to see Samoa Joe versus Sam Punk. Uh, Joe said that he's been met with the deafening silence of a coward uh, and the real world champion is acting like a real bitch. <laughs> Um, again, uh, I don't. I, I assume Parker, this went down live as well as it did in, in my living room when I was watching it back today. Uh, how, what was the reaction to Samoa Joe, and what do you think about this run that he's having in AEW right now?
1: First of all, ten out of ten. segue, Dave. That, 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 that's why you oh, make the big bucks um <laughs> secondly this is the only samoan named joe i will acknowledge in any capacity on the hitting the turnbuckle podcast hey put that put the one down put the one down <laughs> Dave, for those people watching um so <laughs> with all that being said i mean who doesn't love samoa joe right i mean what's there not to love i mean he's a working man's champion i mean he's just an absolute menace Get some main media exposure as well. to Twisted Metal show that I haven't watched yet, but I'm sure he kills it on there as the clown. Don't know the clown's name. Not big into the Twisted Metal lore. But <laughs> with all that being said, I thought this segment was awesome. I mean, w- when he came out, I can tell you, man, crowd popped hard. And all you can do, I, and I hate God. I, I, you know, I, I, I would say I'm not going to be this guy, but I'm definitely that guy in this episode. Um, <laughs> you think about all of the exposure he could have really had while he was in the world Wrestling Entertainment Company, and you know I, I go back to Great Balls of Fire. I think about his program with Lesnar. You had a legitimate chance to make a monster there, and you know he's carrying around this Ring of Honor World Title with pride. I thought he's had every time Samoa Joe is on my TV, he is going to give me his best, and he is just an absolute menace. I thought the promo translated great, and you know obviously before before we even talk about the main event. You know, I was kind of wondering how they were going to be able to, you know, get House of Black out of there with, with with the trio's titles. Obviously, the vision became a lot more clear after Joe's promo. It's awesome, like you said. I thought Greatest Hits was really well put. See him go out there, kick somebody's ass, and uh, call out Punk. That's going to be a great match at Wembley. Give these, give these two guys 30 minutes to kill each other. Let all these people who hate Phil watch him get beat up and cheer about him getting beat up, and uh, I think everybody wins.
2: Yeah, and something you might not have heard, Parker, is it's Riccoboni on commentary. He called this must-see violence, and I think Ian Riccoboni such a fantastic job standing in for Kevin Kelly. Um, That's but, a
1: T-shirt. That's a T-shirt.
2: Yeah, must-see violence. That, that'd that sell, wouldn't it? Um, Gary Joe, over to you on uh, your thoughts on Samoa Joe, bud.
0: Yeah, just so everybody knows, this will be the last topic I will do because i got to produce my all woman's cool. Women's Roundtable. Um, no problem. And everybody, so, head
2: over to the Honor of the Elite Facebook yeah, page. subscribe. Once you finish with I this,
1: subscribe, like Honor of the Elite on all platforms. I got my little top fan badge period, just so you know you haven't pinned me on pinned it on me yet, but I uh, definitely got one.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well deserving, my man. Thank you. Um, with that said, yes, Mova Joe, man, like it just it just blows my mind how good this guy is every single time, like uh it just it just shows that joe is really one of the best pieces um to aw because man when he gets on the mic i'm gonna sound like a wrestling nerd here but it's legit um when he was talking last week i legit had chills this week my chills were probably more and that's just that's just me watching collision at home that's not me in person You know that's why I love Joe is he gets a storyline if this is what's gonna be which it feels like it is um, with him and Punk it just he really reels you in for that friggin interest for that match Um, I think it's no brainer after which I'm gonna say my little um, things here before I hop off so because I won't be a part of that discussion for the main event how like. Whoever produces this show is a very, very, really, really well camera crew. Um, cause I did not even see Joe coming at all. Um, the way he choked out punk was just, it was just the cherry on top of the freaking ice cream. Like it was just so damn cool. Um, I'm excited that most likely this is going to be a match on all in, um, The, the, the only thing that I'm curious to see is are, are we going to see the legendary ROHs, like ROH originals into some great things? I really think so. I'm very excited for it. Um, yeah, Joe did his purpose yet again this week. So, um, awesome. But yeah, de- definitely really good stuff and Awesome.
2: Well, good luck with your roundtable show, Gary. I will definitely be checking that out
0: later on this evening. And uh, see you Sunday. We'll catch up with you next Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will definitely see you guys next Sunday. I think Dave knows that I'm very, uh, yeah, very good with communication when it comes to the show because this is uh, this is my two go show, um, very much every Sunday morning now. So
1: yeah gary's <laughs> saying he's dch down to collide i'm down for it i mean yeah, yeah.
0: i mean d, d- DTC, sorry what the hell <laughs> and dave i did send you uh the message of my number two awesome so you know. thank you man yep no problem
2: speak to you next week
0: sounds good guys
2: cheers gary so uh Following uh, following that, we had the father of the Year, uh, they were calling him on commentary. Handsome debonair and in incredible shape is what McGuinness said, to which Riccoboni <laughs> replied, thanks for the compliments, Nigel, which again, I, I laughed so many times during the show and not just from the the wrestlers were saying, but from the commentary as well. Um, but up next, Christian, promo, basically um, discussing Darby Allen. Um, he was interrupted by Arn Anderson, which set up a match of Brock Anderson against Luchasaurus for the TNT title. Parker, how did this go down live? And uh, what were your thoughts on the match?
1: Man, i tell you, I, you can tell that Christian Cage came to AW with a purpose to elevate absolutely everybody around him. And, you know, he's kind of always been one of those guys who's lived in the shadow of his counterpart. We all know who that is. And you know, with that being said, I mean, I, I think every time Christian gets alive, Mike, he is like surgical with his heel work. Really, I mean, he he'll, he'll start off by feeling you out with some punches, and he'll he'll go for the home t- for the for the home crowd, and then you know, then he'll attack the baby face, and it's just it, it's all done with just veteran prowess. And I mean, it's it's just great to see it. And you know, last week he's kicking his daughter out of the arena, which was absolutely hilarious, and. You know he's the unofficial TNT champion. Luchasaurus following him around, looking like a million bucks at least physically, and you know, be interesting to see where that story goes. And obviously, you know, hometown hero Arne Anderson comes out for the first time in quite some time. Doesn't pull out his Glock, but he pulls out his good old boy, BA Brock. Brock Anderson. <laughs> he pulls out his Brock. Yeah, yeah, he pulls out his, <laughs> pulls out his Brock. But <laughs> you know, obviously, Christian runs. Both of the Andersons down and says he's not normally an open challenge guy nowadays, but he'll he'll take on B.A., and by he, he means Luchasaurus will. Nice little fun quick match with a couple of commercial breaks in between. It's a nice, you know, little grapple wrestling. And, you know, I, I think this match served its purpose. You know, I mean, you, you're getting reps for this duo, getting them some well-deserved heat. Obviously, Luchasaurus picks up the win here. We all know Brock Anderson is, you know – Probably not the most successful uh, disciple of uh, Arn Anderson. And, uh, you know, still kind of fighting to get time on AEW television, but was nice to see him make a little appearance here. That being said, he does take the pinfall. Then after the match, you have Darby Allen, who, of course, has claimed to the TNT title at, I think, all... All out. Out? Yeah. Out, yeah. And out sideways, whatever have you. Uh, you know, he comes out there, make makes a funny little dinosaur joke with a skateboard and, you know, we get Christian versus Darby Allen official for next week's collision. So I think that'll be a very fun match. I'm, I've honestly been very intrigued to see what Christian does in the ring with a lot of these guys. I was honestly like, you know, very enamored to see, you know, how Kenny Omega and Christian paid off, you know, a couple years ago. It's just always interesting to see, you know, these veteran wrestlers in the ring with this next generation. So I, I'm going to be very int- like intrigued to see, how those two styles clash against one another next week on collision. But I I thought this was a fun segment and, you know, really fun with the live crowd. I'll definitely say.
2: Yeah. And the last segment before the main event, um, featured Miro and powerhouse Hobbs. Now since collision had launched and Miro had made his return, a lot of fans have been questioning what might be next for Miro. Uh, we've seen him compete a few times, but we haven't really seen him get involved in anything that you could call a feud. Um, but that changed tonight or last night at collision. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs was in the ring with Tony Schiavone and he said that he went back to the bay and he found the book of Hobbs. And the next chapter is redemption. And in order to get past that chapter, he's got to beat the Redeemer and calls I out fought Miro. I so hard. I yeah, fought this so hard was, this again, great. I, I absolutely love Miro. I love the presentation of Miro. Um, he got jumped on his way to the ring and he ended up get, taking a spine buster. I would suggest that this match is going to be another one for all out. Um just by what uh, Hobbs said at the start of the promo about an opportunity um for Chicago. Um, but Parker, Miro, Hobbs, are you, are you down for this?
1: Oh, dude, I, I, you know, you'd completely take out the main event. This was probably my favorite segment last night, yeah. mainly because, you know, I've talked about it countless times on the show. Paris Hobbs is one of the people that came out and, and was very vocal in support for CM Punk during and after the whole brawl-out debacle, talking about Punk's leadership backstage, about how Punk believes in him. And obviously, you know, when one Bill Phil's show strolls into town and and Hobbs is on the program, he's going to get a pretty prominent feature. Well, early on, you know, we got some Hobbs, but, you know, he was still affiliated with QT Marshall, the QTV stuff. And, you know, that that it was very discouraging. It almost looked like we were going to get a hard reset because he's done some walking away from the group, from Aaron Solo and them. And to see him come out looking like a million bucks, with the book of Hobbes talking about going back to the Bay and getting that, you know, kind of reboot on his character to kind of go back to the things that we were kind of striving in the right direction with it. It, it revitalized me on him and it made me high on him again. And yeah. then I, I I just loved the sequence of, of, of this segment about how, you know, he said, okay, well, this next chapter is called redemption. And the only way I can get that obviously is if I call it the redeemer, man, we all want just, we all want the best for both of these guys. And, if that means them killing each other on pay-per-view, then so be it. Two big guys just absolutely killing each other. I mean, that's what Professor Wrestling's all about, baby. So, I'm all yeah. for it. And, you know, I, I love how he looked over. It wasn't Tony. It was Shivani in the ring. He said, get the hell out of the ring, Tony. Like, something's about to go down and I don't want you anywhere near it. And yeah. I will say, it: <laughs> you obviously have Solo and them come out to the ring and, you know, attack Miro before he makes his way to Hobbs. But, From a psychology standpoint, that just makes and builds up more anticipation for their inevitable clash. So I think this is a program that can help out both gentlemen no matter the outcome. So I'm very excited about this. And honestly, this is what Collision's for.
2: Yeah. And speaking of excitement, I've been excited all week to see the House of Black take on CMFTR. Trio's title's on the line. Uh, These six guys, some of the top stars in wrestling right now, certainly some of the top guys on Collision. Uh this match I just thought it was absolutely awesome. I'm really jealous that you got to see uh live. I'd have loved <laughs> to have been there to see this this dream match, really. Um it is. Parker, how did you see this main event play out and uh what were your thoughts on the outcome?
1: So first of all, here's some context. Just gonna throw this in there as fast yep. as I can and we're closing at the end of the show.
2: Uh
1: when CM Punk out? walked out of re- when, when CM Punk walked out of professional wrestling, obviously I had to gravitate and find me a new favorite. Uh I ended up gravitating towards a guy named Tommy End, who inevitably became Aleister Black, who then inevitably became Malachi Black. And I followed his career. And let me tell you, when Arn Anderson got kicked in the head a couple of Julys ago and, and Cody Rhodes looked shocked him on that ring, I was at work jumping up and down. I was marking out so hard. I had House of Black merch left and right. Obviously, whenever I said if, if Phil ever made his way back to the business, though, uh, that's where the loyalties lie. But I remember when, when Punk signed, One of the first pictures Malachi posted was those two sitting uh, crisscross applesauce and an octagon together doing some martial arts training. And the first thing I told myself was, I'm really, I'm watching and consuming a product where one day this is going to be a reality. And I hope that I'm lucky enough one day to see it in person. I bought these collision tickets months ago, because obviously they announced the tour once Punk announced the second coming. And this was not advertised until two weeks ago. I popped so hard when this was announced. I'm I'm really glad to see you understand the significance of, of a main event like this. And you know there's some politicking because, I mean, you know, FTR is from North Carolina. They're good boys with CM Punk. CM Punk's great friends with Brody King, Malachi Black. These are these guys are all boys backstage, and they knew they knew the allure of this match. They knew just how great it was going to be. And on top of that, I was even happier when I was there live and saw they were going to get 30 minutes. I was like, oh, man, they're, they're really giving us the match, right? Obviously, yeah. dirty finish, uh, not clean finish. Aside, you gotta have House of Black walk out of this with the trio championships, obviously. But I, I was, it's funny. I visualized that spot where where Punk and 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 Malachi sit crisscross applesauce in front of each other, and let me tell you, it it, it doesn't do it justice. I can see you talking about it all day long, but that live crowd was absolutely eating it up. And I'll tell you something I was pleasantly surprised by was just how over the House of Black was yeah. with the live crowd. I mean, Brody King is just, man, I, he's got that crowd barking every time he gets a hot tag, man. I mean, really, I mean.
2: What impresses me with these guys is they're so uh, they're so impressive on their own. Um, yes. And they seem like big stars. But at the same time, this unit as the House of Black uh, they're a team and individuals, and I don't quite know how they've done it. Obviously, they're phenomenal performers, but this is just per- – in wrestling, for me, this is absolute perfection. This is this is a, a, the perfect stable, and I hope it stays together for a long time.
1: I I couldn't agree with you more, brother, and I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think from a character standpoint, there's a lot left to do yeah. with this group because you emphasize how great performers they are. I mean, you look at Tommy Inns, you know, body of work in NXT. I mean, excuse me, in the Indies, you look at Alistair Black in NXT. Then he goes to the main roster. And, you know, I was actually lucky enough to see, uh, I think it was at Raw in 2020, right before COVID, had Alster Black and uh, Seth Rollins run the ropes a little bit together. And, I mean, <laughs> Malachi Black now has shown that he is a main event level talent. And he has the creative prowess, obviously. I mean, he's a very intelligent guy. He's big into the lore and stuff. I mean... You can honestly make the argument he's on the level of a guy like, you know, Ray Wyatt, just in regards like, you know, his creative influence and creative ability. And I'm honestly kind of worried that we haven't been able to see a lot of that stuff fleshed out on TV. But as like you said, that's why you got to emphasize the performative part, because I thought when these guys took on the elite at Revolution earlier this year, I mean, it was a crazy match, a crazy match. I mean, some of the sequences were just stiff fast explosive some of the most fluid professional wrestling you're ever going to see and you talk about the construct of this unit you got the powerhouse brody king you've got just the absolute raw athleticism of buddy matthews and then you've got your you know methodical evil leader malachi black i mean honestly i i think you know the sky's the limit for these three and to see them get you know a, a main event rub from a guy like CM Punk, from two guys like FTR, who you could argue is one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I was just very, I I felt very lucky to witness this in person. And, you know, that's kind of what professional wrestling is all about. And AEW, you know, time after time continues to give us these matches without making us feel like we've got to work for it and utilizing talents that they have. And I think these two units brought out the best in each other. You can make an argument that they can meet again down the road, but I think you know, obviously, progresses the storyline with CM Punk. You have the House of Black get another you know big win over a big mainstay group in All Elite Wrestling. So I think it was a win-win. And I, in regards to like a TV main event, especially for a Saturday night, I mean, you really couldn't ask for much more than what we got last night. I mean, just some of the sequences with the kicks and just you know the the, the technical wrestling with FTR. You know, some of just the raw strength we saw from Brody King and. Buddy Matthews reminding us again—he's probably one of the most underrated professional wrestlers in the world. I mean, really. I mean, it, it was everything I wanted it to be—perfect thirty-minute match to close out the show. And honestly, man, i, I thought Collision was great in general.
2: Yeah, and the lot—the the, the, what I would call the finishing sequence—a lot going on. There was double kicks. There was brainbusters. Nitya was flying headbutts, um, there was dives to the outside. Brody. The chops,
1: it. dude. The, the chops. chops.
2: Brody hit a real sick-looking cannonball on Sam Punk as well. Um, And he's really impressed. With Punk in general, he's back, and he's had some injuries in his time in AEW, but he throws himself in. He doesn't hold back. He bumps with everybody. Um, Everybody. (laughs) I I was really impressed with Punk's actual in-ring performance. Um, What did you make of the reaction he got? To me, uh, watching on on television, uh, it seemed to be like 60-40 boos, Um, But there was breakouts of CM Punk chants and at times it was like more 50-50. But how was it for you in the arena?
1: I think 60-40 is a pretty fair split, sometimes 50-50. There were a lot of CM Punk shirts there. I think there were more CM Punk shirts than there were boos. I think think honestly crapping on CM Punk is just a popular meta thing to do. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves, people. I mean, it's just a popular thing to hate on CM Punk. When you walk away from a professional, you know, just absolute behemoth like wwe you're gonna have people kind of crapping on you just because you're a defector but the people that love punk love punk and they are a pretty big subsection of the wrestling community or else the whole dollars and cents one bill fill collision wouldn't even exist so with all that being said punk has his, his his you know his fans and he has his detractors but with that being said you know i i said it when he first came back dave i i <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he's in kind of like a Cena situation here. I mean, really, like, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. And that's one of the best situations you can be in. It's definitely a lot better than them being indifferent. Yeah, Obviously, they're they're making the most they can out of this little quote-unquote babyface run they got here. He's teetering on heel territory. But, I mean, the guy's moving merchandise. Collision is the best AEW programming on TV right now, hands down, in my opinion. And, you know, obviously it's still a very polarizing topic. And he, Punk knows what he's doing. There's a reason, you know, it's funny because Punk was never going to come out of retirement for just any company. He's going to come out of retirement for a company that can chill out the kind of, you know, dough like a WWE could. And with that being said, Punk is an absolute master of what he does. And with that being said, I mean, he knows how to stir the pot. And I think that's where a lot of the post show comments came from. And, he also—I don't know if you noticed this or not—he is working the crowd like crazy throughout yeah. all of these matches he's in, and he—he he knows exactly how to get the best out of any reaction he gets out oh, of they're any Absolutely, talent. in
2: the palm of his hand.
1: In the palm of his hand, and what people don't understand is if if you think that he's clawing for relevancy, I mean, he is literally the 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 catalyst. I know Jay White is you know, calls himself the catalyst, but Punk is quite literally the catalyst for this brand in AEW right now. And I just think if he is at the helm of it as well, I mean it couldn't be any more construct well constructed. And you know, to me, he's just showing why he was my favorite growing up and still now.
2: Yeah. And you touched on what the the post match and, and we didn't catch that. So I'll ask what um what Punk actually said after the show closed. But uh, Samoa Joe came down during this. He pulled Punk over the guardrail. Put him in the cocaine, a clutch. Brody King hit uh more of a discus lariat, a spinning lariat on Dax. Oh man, yeah, which was awesome. And the house of black, the cameras didn't pick it up, but so that was a bit frustrating in terms of the production. And um, but we did get replays for both punk being taken out and the lariat on Dax, uh, and obviously, house of black leaving. They're still the trio's champions, but yeah, I haven't heard actually what was said after the show closed um so parker could you shed a little bit of light on that
1: yeah a little bit of hddb exclusive here i put it on twitter last night and uh got a little bit of traction on there from that uh some people not knowing that punk kind of went on this tangent after they went off air you me and gary kind of talked about it before the show you know is it still real is it real is it not real is you know is it scripted was it not scripted well, everybody who's been keeping up with Collision knows that afterwards, FTR and Punk normally kind of walk around and send the home crowd home happy, a lot like MJF and Adam Cole have been doing. So, with that being said, there's obviously going to be a lot of cheap pops. you are going to be kind of catering to the home crowd. And with that being said, FTR is, you know, kind of, you know, in their home state, North Carolina. So, they're going to stay out there, soak it in, talk about their history. Dax was out there kind of talking about how, you know, how long he's been professional wrestling and, you know, if some fat bald guy with a mustache can be in the greatest tag team of all time, then you can do whatever you want. Up to that point, it was very inspirational, motivational stuff. Punk snags the mic, looks around and says, oh, well, I hear that they, and it, it, it honestly kind of felt like brawl out because, you know, it was almost like completely unprovoked. <laughs> like was yeah. nothing, there was nothing segueing to this whatsoever. So it was so sudden and he looks around and he says, yeah, he's like, you know, oh, some of you guys are cheering me. Some of you guys are booing me. One of you's got a CM Skunk sign. I'll absolutely love that. He says, I also hear that we're in Hangman County. He's like, so I went to a Walmart nearby. He said, I go to the toy section. And I know why now, because there's a million Hangman Adam Page action figures that no one's buying. He's oh, like, he, he said, and it's he says, it's pretty funny because, you know, you got guys like him walking around saying they're the heart, saying they're the soul. He's like, and I'll continue to be the dollars and the cents and I'll move all the merchandise and I'll pop all the ratings and uh, they can do whatever they're doing over there. It definitely felt like real shade being thrown. And it was with a live mic. This this, this was definitely off air. Like, Unlike last week, you are not going to see this segment on the AEW YouTube channel. And yeah. I think Punk knew he was very close to Virginia. I think Punk knew he was going to invoke a reaction out of this crowd. And like i just told you this is a situation where punk knows exactly what he's doing and you know sure the elite resigned with all elite wrestling thank god but punk very much uh spray painted that e off of his real world's title so unless there's uh, some major stuff going on behind the scenes we're not seeing any of that stuff make you know way toward one another I think the closest we've seen these two groups come to each other is the FTR and Young Bucks three announcement for Wembley, but there's still no affiliation with CM Punk, no affiliation with Kenny Omega, which is odd because CM Punk and Kenny Omega are both probably the only two that are amicable in this entire situation, but not to get too too off track as we close out here, but I will say that it felt very sudden, very unprovoked. And I mean, look, I'm very opinionated, uh, obviously very biased, but. I love seeing him absolutely lay in the hangman because I think hangman is the, the forgotten guy in this entire debacle. Had he not gone off script with punk to begin with in their world title program and brought up something that happened a decade ago. uh, Obviously punk's poor reaction aside. I don't really think we would have had this entire situation come up to begin with. Maybe, maybe we would have, maybe we wouldn't have, but definitely another interesting wrinkle in the, uh, Elite versus CM Punk situation, which we still have yet to see be resolved on actual AEW television.
2: Absolutely. And it brings hangman into the, the question for all in and all out. I mean, I know we should be finding out what Kenny Omega's doing at all in on dynamite. He's gonna sit down with JR. But yeah It's gotta hangman, be Takashita,
1: right? It's gotta be yeah, Takashita.
2: Yeah. Um, but the hangman, as you say, he does seem to be the forgotten man, but a punk, a punk hangman match down the line, that would oh, be absolutely awesome. What was Killer. the just, just finally, Park, before we finish off, what was the reaction to what Punk was saying? Was, was the laughter, was the booing, was the cheering, or was it was it a mixed bag?
1: Oh, it was it was, it was concrete booing. I mean, you had your, your mainstay Punk fans cheering in there. i I say that was more like 80-20 a, a booze, yeah. mainly because I, Punk knew what he was doing, and then you had Dax kind of take the mic from him. Not like, you know, hey, shut the hell up, but just like, oh, we got a little bit of a heel turn here, huh? Uh, and then, you know, they kind of just trying to chime in with some comedic relief. I can tell you firsthand, you know, it's a difference between watching a a, a video on the internet and actually being there. I was really reading the room and just kind of the flow of uh, of their little, you know, tangent after. And it definitely felt like he was like, all right, you guys can talk about, you know, North Carolina. I'm going to get my shit in though, just because we're, we're we're close to his hometown. And there's definitely still some beef there between hangman and punk, because I mean, I don't know about you, but I I've gone back and watched a lot of those segments and I've read a lot of stuff and, you know hangman maybe acting like a good guy in all this dude but at the end of the day i mean he really did stir the damn pot so i I, those two are really the ones i think are gonna have a hard time coming to any type of you know peace in the future but you know hey we could just be getting work here brother but i'll tell you what after what i saw last night i doubt it
2: yeah Uh, that's fascinating and I'm absolutely pumped. Can't wait for Dynamite. Can't wait for Collision next week. We've got some matches announced, and we should be hearing some more all-in and all-out announcements. Parker, thanks so much for your time this week. It's been great reviewing Collision with you, and uh, yeah, I'll look forward for to time. catching up with you next week.
1: Hey, man, thanks for your time. Hey, hey HEDV listeners, uh, just so you know, you know, obviously me and Dave are doing the best we can here. We love talking about Collision, AWTV. Uh, that's mainly probably going to be my point of focus moving forward. I mean, you know, they say find what you love, consume it, talk about it, love it, enjoy it with community. So I'm going to be mainly an AEW guy moving forward. I look forward to talking about Collision. Don might if I can, but, you know, obviously I've got a very hectic schedule. i got other shows and stuff that i got upcoming. But as always, Dave, I mean, if I'm free on a Sunday, and and, uh, Mr. Gary Joe is as well when he's not honoring the elite over there, it's always a blast talking to you with you three. I feel like it it almost feels like the Collision – commentary team it just flows so well and it's always such a blast so yeah until next week
2: we've got a great trio man Uh, yeah thanks again dude and uh, everyone buckle down stay safe hey everybody thank you for checking out the hit in the turnbuckle podcast make sure you go and check us out on all social media twitter you can find us at H T T buckle Facebook. Just search the hit in the turnbuckle podcast.